You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at whopetspod.com. Another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Country Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there to all of our shows. And if you can, please give our shows a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great folks at Lakerholics.com. Please check out the great articles my good friend Mr. Jamie Sweet has today in the Five Things article location at Lakerholics.com. Plus, Laker Tom's got his stuff there and so much more. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. And of course, our good friends at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. If you can support all these great causes, it is sincerely appreciated. We're heading into the week that is the Lakers still don't play until Friday. So what are we going to talk about until then? Well, we can talk about a lot of things because the Lakers and LeBron James still find themselves quite in the middle of things as far as news this past weekend. Leading off with the All-Star game itself, a very tight-knit game. Didn't seem to go one way or the other. Seemed to most part that Team Durant and Team LeBron had a very competitive game, although, as we know, it's not as competitive as we would like. But still, they kept it fairly close throughout. Team Durant holding a slight lead throughout most of the game until the very end when Team LeBron pulled away a little bit with a last-second shot for LeBron James himself. And Team LeBron beats Team Durant with a 163-160 to victory. Still disappoints me because we didn't get to 200. So I would love to see a team get to 200, if not both. Still waiting for that day to happen. But the MVP, if you got a chance to see it, was Steph Curry, who was 17 for 30, 16 for 27 from three-pointers, with a record 16 three-pointers made and 50 points overall. So just insane shooting numbers from him. If everybody got to see the showcase that he put on during the course of the All-Star game, it was for that point, it was very well worth it. Yeah. But here today to talk about the All-Star game, All-Star weekend, some things LeBron James has said and communicated, how it relates to club sports and what possibly they were thinking during the trade deadline. 
and also as well an update on Anthony Davis's injury. He's a good man indeed. Again, you got to check out what he's doing today at Five Things at Lakerholics.com. Is Mr. Jamie Sweet and Jamie, great to have you here. Thank you so much, Elton, for the thumbs up. Thank you to all of our YouTube followers. We're now a hundred strong on YouTube. Jamie, I want to hear your thoughts on this, my friend. Again, not a defensive showcase, nor was it meant <laughs> to be, but oof, it still makes me mad they still can't get to the magical number 200. I mean, they will someday, Gerald. You got to believe it will. I mean, they've gotten uh, in the if, threes. A couple if years everybody ago, just shoots threes, if they just shoot threes in one of the all-star games that, you know, I have a hard time with any all-star game in, in any, in any sport. Uh, I just find them to be a little bit silly at this point personally, but well, they don't not, want to get themselves hurt. And nor nothing why is, should they? Sure. Nothing is to me more hilarious though, than major league baseballs. And this is how we define the end of our season. Well, you know, the, these, all these old athletes talk about, well, back in my day, we really played to win and the competitiveness. No, and they talked about the all-star game with, with Pete Rose murdering almost Ray Fossey and destroying his career from then on in. You know, everybody remembers that. They played so hard back then. The thing is, how much were they paid then to how much are they paid now? If I'm being paid tens of millions of dollars to bounce a basketball, I'm going to be careful about what I do during an All-Star game. 100%. 100%. Same with Major League Baseball. And honestly, that's the same across society. I mean, things came at more of a – the value of things was different, you know, when Pete Rose was playing. They were still rich by modern standards at the time, but aren't, you look back now and you're like, man, you guys are paying for peanut, for peanuts compared to, like, how money worked. But not really because based on how money worked at the time. So, anyhow, um, you know, this is what the Internet has done. It has broken down space between people. If not walls, uh, the space between things is is smaller and smaller. You're not relegated to your local cable TV or your local, you know, analog TV, just the airwaves. There's now global TV, national TV, so on and so forth. Shows just on the internet. You know, the exposure and the and the intensity of things was more because it was somebody it was more like a high school thing where like somebody was coming into your town from another town, bringing like their town energy and like this is our town and like, you know, you know, that kind of, you know, territorial rivalry element definitely has gone away a lot in all professional sports football, the least football still has a geographical curiosity about it baseball gone for decades now the only ones are like are ones that are are still active in reality you know well the the nfl ones here that came by here for the pro bowl here in las vegas they just wanted to have a night in las vegas and as we saw there were totally rest yeah there was a couple rest for the nfl players (laughs) they they just wanted to use that as a hub to go fly to hawaii or wherever exactly we're gonna party in vegas and then we're all gonna go on vacation like that's that's what's happening here that's not right oh did we score did you did you did you stop me from doing something awesome great the quarterbacks yeah. i think threw like 300 interceptions during that game so they didn't <laughs> care what's going on they're like nah, i'm not you think i'm gonna injure this the golden goose yes the, the golden goose ain't going down in the in the in the, the pro bowl is what they no. call their all-star game right right the pro bowl anyway point being you know it's always entertaining to see the best players and as uh, as I've mentioned, the sort of rivalries that used to define sports, but does less and less, I feel, as time goes on, which makes 
explain sort of the decline in general of people's interest in sport. This is more like watching a red carpet affair, but with a basketball and two nets on opposite sides of the court. You know, it's you're seeing the high wattage players. You're seeing the guys people tune in on, on into TNT and ESPN and, and, and buy expensive cable packages locally to watch every night because those are the guys that drive your favorite team. And they're everybody's favorite player. Yeah. Less and less it's about teams and more and more it's about players. You know, this player, that player, they could play wherever. Uh, the ratings will go up in that city on our team, so on and so forth. So, you know, it's always a star-studded affair. Uh, I thought the I thought the ceremony to honor the 75 greatest players at halftime yes. uh, was pretty clutch, was pretty nice, you know, well done, you know, for what for what they had to work with. It added quite and a bit of time. And somewhere Dwight Howard was saying, why am I not there? Yeah, well, I think if, I think if Dwight had... You know, Dwight's the OG forcing uh, of the modern era, uh, of the internet era. J- Dwight was the first, I feel like, big name to force himself away from a team, even that being in free agency and not like at the expense of the team trading away himself and others to bring in others. And Dwight was never, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, is he better than Chris Paul? At what they do, uh, I don't think he is. I think Chris Paul is better at what he does than Dwight Howard is at what he well, does. I'm not you know what I mean? Chris Paul, but there are some ones individuals. Uh, I mean, Dame Lillard. I, I would put Dwight Howard's yeah. career above Dame Lillard. Okay, uh, yeah. You know, and then there's uh, maybe a couple others because for me, he would fall somewhere between 68 to 75. That's just me. Yeah, I mean, I could see him being certainly. I would. Have, I'd have a hard time seeing him miss the top eighty and much higher than that. To be honest, yeah. I mean, I think he's he's probably like right there in the Dame Lillard, Clay uh, Thompson camp. too. So exactly, but that's what I'm saying. That's the those are some of the guys that miss it. They're going to be great players. They're going to go into the NBA Hall of Fame. You know, they just didn't make who who assembled this list. You know, point being, it's a it's an arbitrary list and. I think we had a podcast. We did a podcast about it over the summer, and I was like, "I mean, it's it must be great to see your name on the list." Once you get under fifty, it's like it's starting. You're really starting to kind of nitpick what somebody did, and that's kind of based on somebody's career, like what team they were on. A lot of Celtics, just because the Celtics were great, and there were no other teams in the league at the time. You know, well, the only thing is with the people who or the players that actually did not make the cut like the Clay Thompson's and the Dwight Howard's of the world. You wonder if they're going to make the hundred at a hundred because there's going to be 25 more players coming in there. I think within the next 25 years that might surpass them. So I'll just leave it at that. I mean, I would even argue that some of the young guys who've only been in the league, like three or four years ought not to be on that list just because it's like, well, what if you, you know, well, yeah, not, not right now, but Luka Doncic, you know, Trey young, maybe they're just guaranteed. Yeah. I mean, there's, Both. there's, there are still some great players that are still yet to be on that list, but again, that's neither here nor there, but yeah, it was just an entertaining game for what it was, but you've got to take it as is. Unfortunately, they're not going to play as hard as you want them to play because they're just having fun out there. And they're all, they're all waiting to go for to the party after the game. I mean, I'm also going to add real quick, loved Macy Gray's and star spangled banner. Uh, And I love seeing earth, wind and fire at the halftime show. That was pretty dope. So I make, I want to make a correction note. They're not going to an after party. They're all getting on their private plans and trying to go ahead and eke out a vacation over the next couple of days. So that's who, Oh, oh, all the NBA players, hundred percent. They're all going to uh, somewhere relaxing for 72 hours. 
and have permission to miss shoot around on the, in yeah, the first game because the Lakers don't play until Friday, so we'll go ahead from there. Which is lucky for the Lakers. <laughs> yes, absolutely, indeed. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I don't feel like that people have done that as much, especially with this international release. You can get it out there right now. I know you can get it out there, but it, it feels like this time last year, people have just been like, oh, you can get you the Here's cell phone copy, version you know. that was taped somewhere where it's like, you know, shell shaky <laughs> has some dude or some family that's walking right in front of you as they're finding their seat with the popcorn already in hand. No, you know, come that, on, you, really? yeah, that version is already available. Yeah. But I mean, like with a mono I, sound. There you go. Oh God. Yeah. That's, that's the worst part. You only get sound on the left ear, yeah. not the right ear. Something like that. You can find that version already if you really want it. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. It's Jamie Sweet. You got to go ahead and check out his five things articles now available today at LakerHollies.com. My friend, before we head on out, just wanted a quick update on some things. One of which did happen around the All-Star break and one of which happened just before the All-Star break. And that was the news and update on Anthony Davis first off. And that is unfortunate for us because it is a mid ankle sprain. It's not a high ankle sprain, not a low ankle sprain. Cause Tom was thinking it might've gone low. Some people were suggesting it might've been like LeBron's. That was a high. This yeah. is actually a mid ankle sprain, which is going to keep him out four weeks which that part of it tom was correct on he was assuming around four weeks and i think that's probably a good timeline so he's going to be out another month getting another month of rest so (laughs) he's going to be fresh again for two weeks until maybe he gets injured again now people are starting to talk about and so i see this on shows now where something i mentioned before about the possibility of trading anthony davis and it's something that I think every team that has an injured star player that's constantly injured, such as uh, New Orleans with Zion, such as even you want to talk about Joel Embiid in Philadelphia, who's playing outstanding, is an MVP candidate, probably the front runner right now, has played well last year, but still he doesn't play more than 65 games. So you never know when he's going to go back on that other side of the injuries and things of that nature. Michael Porter Jr. in Denver, who just signed a fat contract, who's now having some serious back issues. All these teams that are having these star players with issues like the Lakers. I mean, I said this a few weeks back and as as a matter of fact, just kind of offhandedly and everybody just kind of blew it off. But now they're starting to talk about it. Now they're starting to whisper about it. The Lakers have won a world championship with AD. That part of it's done. They obviously still have more to do, but in doing so, they need to go ahead and replenish, I think, at this point in time. Is that something the Lakers should consider? Uh, 100%. I mean, I, I think – I don't think I was on that podcast that you're talking about where you mentioned trading AD because I mentioned trading AD about a week and a half, week ago. I can't remember when exactly on the blog uh, in one of my five things, and that – the Lakers are in a real philosophical and economic bind. Um, I think that given AD's propensity to get hurt, uh, which is high, uh, the fact that nothing ages faster than a big man's game, despite AD's shooting proficiency, his jump shot is not the weapon it was 
I mean, if he wants to go back to Chicago, which I know he's very interested in on a yeah. personal level, and more power to him. I mean, you could start thinking about the structure of a deal with Chicago. People have talked about Zach Levine and Patrick I would love Williams. Zach and Patrick yeah. Williams as a as a young player, six yep. nine, can really defend on the wing, start getting those wings together, and then maybe add one more piece. Alex Caruso. <laughs> I was I was about to say if it took <laughs> Let's 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 imagine for a world uh, where, where Rob Polinka grows uh, some cojones and decides to, in essence, end his alliance to Clutch Sports, right? Like, and once you break with one, you, you, I, there's you're not gonna, you know, then LeBron either plays his deal out next season and and moves on, which we'll talk about in a sec, or you know, you bring in the kind of talent like same. You know, other young clutch talent to help LeBron win, right? Like those are your choices. So I could see a world where the Lakers send out AD and bring in uh, Levine, who's a free agent next season uh, with no guarantee that, you know, problem is that that really makes the Bulls a large team. It, it gives them a lot of size. Some of that they can move on from, I think fairly quickly. Some they might end up trading to us. If such a deal, which I find to be, nigh impossible to be honest i don't see the lakers moving on from ad like that that quickly rob doesn't seem to be a gm that reaches those kind of conclusions very quickly just like frank vogel has a a tendency to stick with a bad lineup choice for five or six games too long seven eight twelve whole season but i think you you have to entertain the notion that if you want to maximize however much longer lebron wants to stay a laker and it very much is a choice that LeBron will make and that the Lakers don't have to convince him. <laughs> there won't be a lot of, but have you thought about this LeBron from Rob Poinka when LeBron decides to play wherever his son gets drafted? Um, the questions I have in terms of that are, is it in Cleveland and does LeBron then do one more year in Cleveland to retire a Cav? which I could well, see what, him. Well, that's something we're going to get into right now because that leads into what we're talking about and some of the comments that we he, that LeBron made during the course of the weekend. And the first is that is the most obvious is that he does want to play the final year of his career with his son. He does want to go ahead and do something that has never been done. And that is playing with his son in an NBA game season, what have you. So he is going to go wherever his son is drafted. If his son is drafted, because right now it's not a, sh- a sure thing from what I'm seeing He's a prospect, but he's not the prospect right now at Sierra Canyon. So I, I'm saying right sure. now that that he's going to be a top 100 prospect, but how good is he right now? We're not really sure. I mean, again, it's still up to where his development goes to. So we'll see what happens there. If he has to go to college for an extended amount of time or if he has to go to college for just a year or a G League Ignite or Overtime Elite or what have you. So... We'll see what happens there. But that's the first thing that he mentioned, which is an obvious thing because he's he's already indicated that in the past. I think that's something that even us here on the show has said several times is a no-brainer. If he goes to Memphis or Utah or wherever the last year of his career will be, wherever his son is going to play, wherever his son is going to be drafted or signed by, that's where he's going to be. That's, not a, that's a no-brainer. Sure. And it could even be on a vet minimum contract or something like, you know. Yeah, he'll like make that. it work somehow. He'll, he'll make, make it work, work somehow. Right. Yeah. Which would be, a you know, depending on how, you know, LeBron's health is at that point. 
his game seems to not age at all. So, in fact, he gets better at things. It's just he is now more susceptible to injury than at any point in the past of his career. So that's literally the only problem with LeBron. And it also just happens to also be the only problem with Anthony Davis. So but the problem where... is Anthony Davis is not yet 30. He's not yet 30. He's never carried a team on his own. And you have to think that if you're not good, if the LeBron era in LA will end sooner rather than later. And this is the, the, the clock has now been set in motion, right? Like it's not, it's like the Watchmen doomsday clock in the actual comic book where they, the countdown to extinction uh, starts at the beginning and just, you just follow it the whole way through. So if you know that you have two choices, you either truly believe that Anthony Davis is, you know, a good conditioning coach away from <laughs> figuring out how to stay on the floor for 60, 65 games a season. Not even close to 70, right? Like 60, 65, like two thirds of the season. Yeah. Close to three quarters. Or you realize that he's your best asset. Russ is expiring next se- season. You could choose to try to trade. AD for Zach Levine. You got LeBron already on the team. You might be able to move Russ for some good, like, you know, something decent. I really have a hard time seeing anybody but John Wall traded for Westbrook, and I really feel like that that could be a... a there, a, I, I disagree with you, because, again... You think in the summer, some in team... In the summer. Would... Yeah, because remember, there are 28 teams, and some of them, in fact, a good deal of them, will try to go ahead and bring down their salary cap. And yeah. in order to do so or to provide themselves some space in free agency the next year, taking off $47 million. And yes, I understand John Wall also has a $47 million contract, but there are 28 other teams for these two players. And isn't so John Wall's for a, a season after next? No, like, isn't it? No, they're both he the expires, same. Oh, okay. The, the, I checked sport track. I remember when you said that, and I actually was under the impression too when I initially thought but I actually checked. Yeah, because I read track. that somewhere. Then sporttrack dot com has yeah. it listed as both the same year. So they both. Right. In fact, actually, John Walls is about two hundred thousand dollars more. I though. I mean, that's yeah. We, we, they're both above forty seven million dollars in the final year. Although so, for the Lakers, that might matter. If, oh, geez, yeah, I know. But uh, six hundred thousand dollars when you get right down to it. <laughs> but. It's just the point where you have two contracts that are going to be out there that you probably want to go ahead and move. And you probably, since they're both expiring, are going to get some decent assets for it. Whether or not you sit on them during the summer or where you sit on it up to the trade deadline, you are, if you're patient, are going to go ahead and get some good assets for or decent assets. I'm not going to say good. I'm not going to even say great. I'm going to say some decent assets for because I think at that you know again it's all about the tax it's all about yeah. the tax and, yeah. and teams whether or not you do or do not want to pay the tax and i think that as it gets longer in the tooth and it gets closer to that expiring both of those contracts are going to become much more valuable and i think that's something the lakers for once were wise in not giving up that first round pick yeah. that laker tom wanted to just go ahead and just give away the 2027 pick because they weren't going to really get anything anyways i think substantial for it at this point in time. that wall deal will be there this summer and you can insist on that including the pick and you know and well and i Houston. would trade for wall i don't want wall. i don't I want, want wall either i don't know why that was such a hot I, i'd rather have a myriad of role players me too that's what i would that's exactly what i would i would love to trade him to new york for, for or i mean 
Uh, so, I trade to Orlando when it include four role players. That I yeah, I like good. your trade to Orlando. There's some guys in New York. I could see New York wanting to move on from Randall this season. Yeah, but the I, thing is, they probably would give you somebody that isn't yeah. good, like uh, you know somebody Fournier who's underperformed sure. for his contract and stick. Yeah, but he's always contract. asked to do. I feel like he's one of those guys who's asked to do a little too much. I think that on the Lakers, he would be a better fit just because yeah, but you're stuck with it for three years. So next yeah, year. I know that's, but that's, it's still a movable deal. Like, cause he's a decent three point shooter and you could move a three point shooter every summer. You might not be able to pull off a spectacular. Yeah, that's true. Mid- Bertans mid- just got moved. That's yeah. I mean, if, if you're a guy who hits 38 to 40% from three and do one other thing kind of well, and you don't make, and you make less than 20 mil, in a season you're and even honestly at that price you're, you're you, you can be included you can be moved again it might not be for the most amazing trade that's ever crossed the, the notions of man but it, it, you can move him for for something you could you could swap you could swap for like a Danny green or <laughs> something similar green returning again uh, well he should have never left <laughs> he should have never left uh, I don't know about that, but right. before we head on out, my friend, one last thing I wanted to cover yeah. was LeBron James not only making the comments in regards to playing with his son. Again, a no-brainer, you know, no-brainer, uh, no-brainer. I think any father would want to play with a child given the opportunity. And the last thing that I wanted to go ahead and cover was more comments that he was saying with Rob Palenka somewhere in the building as he was saying it, because I believe he was in town in Cleveland. At least, the very yeah. least, he was in town in Cleveland. Yeah, that he said he was praising other GMs from other organizations, especially Sam Presti, on his acumen in going ahead and picking players. Now, mind you, Sam Presti has only gotten one of these teams or helped engineered one of these teams as far as to only one NBA Finals. Now, several playoffs teams, but yes, he's been been the mastermind behind drafting Kevin Durant, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Jeff Green. Serge Ibaka, Stephen Adams, the list goes on and on. Done a great job as far as doing that. And obviously now he engineered the trade for SGA. SGA looks like a keeper. Josh Giddy looks like a yep. good player. So he's done a great job as far as evaluation on that end. Yes. But to go ahead and praise him continuously for several minutes like he did, <laughs> again, with Rob Palenka somewhere there at I All-Star mean... Weekend, I thought that was a very amusing and funny exclamation about what LeBron thinks about the current regime in Lakertown. I mean, listen, I think it's amusing on multiple levels. Oh, one, I love it. I absolutely I, love it. I mean, one, he's not wrong. <laughs> Rob Plinka is not a very good GM. I mean, I don't, I'm not afraid to say it. I, some of that might be, or I think it's certainly as a result of him not having the same unending cash flow that say the GMs of the Brooklyn Nets. It's also a perception as far as eye for talent. I I could have told you that. Well, I have been saying that for quite some time. Sure, I just I, don't I, think he has the eye for talent. I agree. Uh, I think that the Lakers draft well not because of Rob's acumen, but because they have the the remnants of a pretty solid scouting department uh, still still intact, especially late round talent, second round talent. I mean, Austin Reeves, I didn't think I didn't think anything that they were going to get no. this year was going to help. And then Austin no. Reeves, you know, to their credit, they they stuck one, with them. That one I missed on that one. That 100%. one hundred percent. Well, how could you not though? I mean, his summer league was so un yeah. it was so like 
All Nobody right, well, stood out in summer league. So how no, the whole summer league team was bad. So you were kind of like, all right, well, I guess you guys all need some G league time. And no, he got right into it, right in the mix, picked yeah. up what we were trying to do. And is like the embodiment of what I think Frank Vogel basketball is supposed needs to be in order for it to work. You need more guys like that and less guys who like to think about things a lot or like make moves with the basketball, which we have a few too many guys like that right now. But in regards to LeBron's comments, I mean, I think there's two ways you can look at it. One, and I think they might actually both be true. One is obviously Clutch wanted the Lakers to make a move from the move. They made the Lakers move on when the Lakers wanted to make another move. So that's, to me, is, you know, a little bit like, well, y'all made that bed together. So it's about time y'all got in bed and turned off the light and just dealt with, you know, a sleepless night or two together. That happy at all. I mean, I, who who cares? <laughs> if you're a Laker fan, you shouldn't really care uh, what whether, you know, whether the clutch clientele roster is happy that we didn't, like, force a Ben Simmons trade with Philly, which we couldn't have done because all they wanted was Harden, or, you know, traded wall for Russ, the cost of what future, you know, credit in the NBA you have. Like, we, we signed THT over Caruso. We, you know, we, we extended, we extended AD despite, you know, his injury history. And, you know, he, to his credit and intelligence, signed a deal while he was healthy uh, because he would have been fighting for the money he's getting now, I feel like, based on his, how both of the last two seasons have gone down. Um, and we've, I would imagine, made just about all of the moves LeBron has essentially like signed off on up until this point. So I actually give Rob a little credit for standing his ground. Uh, odd time to choose the ground to stand on, not necessarily one that's going to save the season. But I'm assuming, although I hope that it won't go down like this, but I'm assuming nobody gets fired except Frank Vogel, which will be wrong. And we'll all say that it's wrong and nobody will care because then the next man on the chopper's block is going to be Rob. So I think it should just be a clean sweep. I've, I, I agree. I a hundred percent agree, but I, I don't, I don't know that the Lakers will make. And it's the reason I don't think oh, they, I know might, they won't. I know. Well, there's, well, so, so there's that way that that clutch is unhappy. LeBron is, you know, grumpy about Rob's choices at the trade deadline and so on. The other is that Presti drafted Westbrook. And so you could look at it as a way of giving Russ and Sam and everybody a little bit of props, trying to keep the positive moving forward on that in a very subtle and nigh backhanded way. But really, I mean, LeBron's right. He's one of the best GMs. He's moved on from superstars better than many. The the Thunder are able to move on from superstars, I think, better than a lot of teams have shown themselves to be able to do. Like take Minnesota, for instance, once Garnett left that franchise has been a meteorite crater every single day since that time. They unfortunately for him drafted Carl Anthony towns. And now he is stuck in the NBA equivalent of Siberia, even though they're playing pretty well this season and they are most likely going to make the playoffs, which I think is great for him but i think that that franchise is so poorly run it's on par with the kings another you know these are these are the outposts of the nba you really don't well, want things to... are looking a little bit up in minnesota as you explained but agreed I, agreed this is their Sacramento, best 
that's a no story. No, and that's that you could say that that's been since they moved on from Chris Webber. Like what's happened since Chris Webber? Not much. Nothing. They they ruined Boogie Cousins. They ruined they ruined Boogie's career because they wasted him for so they long. Passed and over Luca. Passed Andre. over Luca and right. <laughs> you got to remember that. I know. No, but I mean, this is all just sort of the tip of the iceberg, right? Like they've had more coaches than the Lakers in ten years, which is astounding to say because the Lakers seem to be cha- changing coaches and will again this summer. I can only imagine. Donovan wanted Billy Donovan wanted out. What Russ left, Donovan was like, uh, I think I'm ready for a break, and then took wisely took the Chicago Bulls job. But I don't think anybody asked out of OKC. I think they were like, I think I'd like a break. Somebody else came knocking. Maybe that's a little bit naive. We want to go in a different direction. We're going into full tank right. mode. We're we going go into... ahead and, and acquire 300,000 first right. round draft picks. And, but, and cap space to be like, yeah. okay. We want we'll take, the we'll take your we'll take on your contract. We'll take right, on your bad right. contract. So you got to right. give us something though for it. That's right. It's you got to pay the piper, and so everybody pays the piper. And he has, you know, at some point he'll the have problem many is children. they don't lose enough to get the numbers. I know. <laughs> they stay so, competitive, but see, I, that's the thing I kind of actually like about it, right? It's like then it's, you must be like in Portland right now. Right. They don't self-destruct destruct like the Trailblazers have. And it's what I've always they're, kind of... They, well, they they wanted to tank. The GM yeah. out did enough trades to say, you know what, send that message. We're tanking. Right, right, right. Everybody wanted in Portland said, you know, we're ready to go ahead and get in the lottery. And when you know it, they start winning four in a row and I every signing goes off. So. <laughs> right. Well, but that's to be expected, right? Like you don't draft these young guys and hope that they don't break out. What you want is to... St- but like you're saying, secretly, you still wouldn't mind seeing the uh, the losses just enough to get, uh, you know, better odds at, the, at a top five pick. But well, for the Lakers, it won't matter anyways. It won't matter till the half the decade has gone past and then some. Yeah. And that's <laughs> I'm, I'll be surprised if we have a first round draft pick in the 2030s at this point, unless we trade somebody and get somebody else's back somehow. Uh, I don't see us picking any of our draft picks. You know, it is so funny because our good friend Laker Tom, he's still always the optimist, even on the last podcast that we did together. He said, we can still do a trade, Gerald. We can still do a trade for Russell Westbrook this season. You can't technically with teams outside the playoffs. No, but, he's uh, no, but that's mean it won't be in the season. Our season will be over. Yeah, that point, I understand so. that. He's just ever the optimist. <laughs> yeah, the I, I, I mean, we're really shout out basic. To Laker Tom. Shout out to Laker Tom. We love you, but please, please, I know you to think the glass is half full of pessimism or optimism or whatever. We're stuck with Russell Westbrook. It's all full of reality, and we're stuck with him till probably draft day, if not the first day of free agency, I would imagine. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. I'm going to leave you this, this question, my friend, before we yeah. head on out. And please go ahead and check out Jamie Sweet's articles today. 
at lakerholics.com in the five things articles. But one last question to hit up with you. Four weeks, AD is out of the lineup. Yeah. Where do we stand in four <laughs> weeks? I mean, I hate to be the negative Nancy but or the negative Ned, but uh, I think he probably will be out closer to five. I know they say four. I know they're going to try. The only reason I say that is I don't want what happened last season to happen this oh, season. No, of course, that's fine. But when he finally comes back, where will the Lakers be sitting? I don't think too much higher than we are now. I th- no, I, I, pick a place, one to fifteen. No, they'll be over. I'm going to say seven. They're actually going to improve their standing while he's gone. I think that's just because a couple of those other teams. I think that a couple of teams are are going to hit a, a, a self-imposed wall, a self-created wall. I don't know that Minnesota has enough to keep this run going. And I think that we could push at least as high as eight. Six, seven is going to be so hard. I'm hoping for seven. I, I, to be honest, I won't be surprised if we're right where we are at nine. That we, at best, we go 500, which means we're not above 500 at that point. <laughs> that would actually be an improvement. That's what I'm saying. So if we can tread water at 500, and it just is amazing to me to say that. I mean, a lot of it has to, a lot of it hinges on can the guys, who have been so very inconsistent this season, which is basically everybody but LeBron James. Can the guys who can't seem to figure it out, figure it out to some degree that you can rely on some consistent level of effort on specifically on the defensive end. And can Russ figure out a way to better fit with LeBron as the off ball guard that we started to see him become where he hangs out and recreates or restarts possessions if they stall out into the post, which I think is the best role for him on this team. Cause he usually gets like seven or eight seconds to try to do a rust thing, which is really all the time you, you, you want him to take. And can THT be like a 10, five, five guy, 10, five, three, 10, five, three. If you can get 10, five, three out of THC reliably, and if you can get Reeves, the minutes he's been getting, I just think you want to accelerate his learning process as quickly as you can. And there's nothing like doing it on the floor to accelerate one's learning process. And he seems up for the task. He doesn't shy away from the moment. I like Avery Bradley. I think Avery Bradley would be better off the bench at this point. I would personally like to see Malik Monk as the starting two. But I also see that he's a microwave off the bench with this with which you need on any team. I just don't think he gets that enough minutes when he plays off the bench. That's yeah. The I mean I think that's also due to the fact that his defense is not as good as Bradley or Reeves. But when um, he starts he he gets a lot more minutes. He gets and he shoots and he scores minutes. and he generally scores better as a starter. Yeah. I think his efficiency is I mean it's it's both it's it's decent all around, but I think it's slightly if I remember I'd yes. have to double check. He's, he's slightly, a much better player as a starter and it shows right there. And we should be getting Carmelo Anthony back. So depending on, you know, when we get back, if, if Melo's back and, you know, well-rested and looking more like first-month Melo and Russ and LeBron can coexist as like how we saw them in the last few games better. And if we can get something out of those three guys and we really just need Dwight for specific matchups and I still don't know why DeAndre Jordan's on the team. 
and Stanley Johnson's fit in well. You know, I, I didn't see him ever being much more than what he's doing now, but I think that what he's doing now is exactly enough. So if we get all that out of those guys, I think we can go at least 500. And you never know, you know, it's interesting. You know, Chris Paul is going to be out for two months-ish now. Like you said, there's a lot of guys hurt. What the Joker has done keeping Denver as in this as they are is for me if we have a are we, do you want to talk mvp picks right now or well right time? now for me it's going to be Embiid, but it's close with him and Jokic because like you said Jokic is doing a two super job. two superstars down porter yeah. jr and jamal murray and they were struggling earlier in the season and they have just been so consistent over the last six to eight weeks that it's just really admirable i would have to agree with you that it is Embiid at this point i would have had to have thrown Chris Paul in there up until he underwent hand surgery to repair the thumb thumb rather, but um, thank you. But uh, now that won't be the case. And Steph Curry was in that conversation as well. And, you know, maybe his Epic all-star performance will uh, propel him. We'll see what happens. My friend, once again, it's Jamie sweet. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Lakerholics.com and the five things articles. We've got a lot of things coming up for you this week. Hopefully, if everything pans out, I've got Stone Hansen, one of my draft experts, going to stop by. He's going to be talking the NBA draft, plus as a Lakers fan, he'll be talking about some Lakers. I am trying to corner down a date with Jeff Perlman. We've been back and forth on the emails, so hopefully I can get Jeff Perlman, who is the author of the great book that's behind the upcoming HBO Max series, Winning Time. So... Hopefully I can get another chance to talk to him. Our first conversation was awesome. So I'm looking forward to hopefully getting a chance to talk to him again. It looks but, so good. It looks yes, so good. Yes. But I'll tell you what, again, all the best to you, Jamie. Thank you Thank so much you, for stopping by. I know hopefully if everything goes well, we'll be able to talk again this week. Yep. I know at least we're going to be talking on Friday yep. night after the Clippers game for sure. So got a busy week ahead for everyone out there. The Lakers fast break again. Please go ahead and check out what's going on today at LakerHotLinks.com. Plus also as well if you have any questions at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter or Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Well, once again, there was an all-star game, if you didn't know it. <laughs> but it was 163 to 160. It was Team LeBron over Team Durant. Someday, Steph Joe, someday you'll get your 200 points. I, 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 I want to see that. You got to remember, my upbringings were right around the time of the great Loyola Marymount teams for those two, uh, three-year runs yeah. when they were scoring an obscene amount. It was just right. some of the funnest basketball ever I have, yeah. I have seen. But that's my upbringing, so right. I'm hoping to see 200 points one of these days. Maybe I'll get it. Maybe I won't. But I, w- I want to see 15 to 12, a defensive masterpiece. Uh, sounds like you do, my friend, but I don't think that will happen. No, either, no it'll but... never happen. I think the 200 is a better bet, but we'll see what happens. But if you have any questions for us, always hit us up. Lakers fast break. Again, thank you so much to the 100 YouTube subscribers. We hit a magical number. So is a award or two for subscriberships around the corner. I love one of those YouTube thing statues that they have. You know. Yes, whatever they give you for a certain thousands of or, or million subscribers or whatnot. So we're on our way with a hundred. So, point oh 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 one percent. Yes, point oh oh one percent. But it's a good crowd indeed. We always thank you so much for responding. Great. Thank you so much for watching. 
We'll be back again throughout the course of the week right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Again, thank you so much for watching and listening. Please go ahead and check us out at LakerHollis.com. Once again, Team LeBron. LeBron on his private jet flying somewhere is a happy man because he won with his team 163 to 160. Steph Curry with 16 threes is your MVP. And definitely, we're looking forward to some great things happening as we get back into the season later this week, right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.